0: Hey, what is going on guys? DK back at you with another video here to bring the Sunday night football showdown slate between the Green Bay Packers and the San Francisco 49ers. But before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, welcome. My name is DK. I make daily videos as well as live stream for NBA and NFL sites on draft games. If you're unable to watch these YouTube videos, I also upload an Apple podcast. I'll have a link down below. If you're interested in signing up for premium content, off that on patreon.com. NFL package, we cover every single showdown slate as well as the main slates. And I do want to thank today's sponsor, Prize Picks. So if you guys are not familiar with Prize Picks, two different ways you can play for NFL. The first way is you just take over, under, and straight up fantasy points. Right now we have, let's see, a good amount of players already posted for, I think about 10, maybe a little more than 10 uh, players posted for the Sunday Night Football, um, the Sunday night football game. So uh, again, for example, Aaron Rodgers projected for 21 and a half fantasy points, You either take the over or the under, pretty simple. Or you can go back up and uh, go over to single stat DFS. So you can take over under on passing yards, rushing yards, a lot of different stuff. And you can also mix and match too. So these are all the sports they offer. Um, you can play a couple from MLB, a couple from NFL. So if you guys want to try it out, sign up using the code DKDFS. DKDFS, all one word. Link down below. You get a hundred percent match up to a hundred dollars. And finally, I want to thank you guys again for your continued support on this YouTube channel as we close in on 10,000 subscribers. If you guys could hit that like button, start to aim for 100, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you don't upload videos and you don't go live. You'll see me twice on Sunday. We'll be live for the main site early and then for the Sunday night football show on site. All right, so let's get into this. Before we get into players and the prices for the Sunday night show on site, let's look back line up here from Thursday. So Thursday was pretty unfortunate that uh, McCaffrey got injured. I talked about this a couple of times. It was like, the only way Christian McCaffrey fails is he gets injured. Sure enough, he got injured early. So that really, really sucked. Obviously, he was 90% owned, as he should have been. The only way he failed is an injury. And someone asked me, I was like, well, like what percent chance I gave it? I was like, eh, probably like two, three percent chance. And, of course, it ends up happening. Uh, it was a hamstring. I think he's going to be out for a couple weeks. But, yeah, that really sucked. Obviously sunk my lineup. I was really hammering home McCaffrey in the captain, McCaffrey in the captain. He was going to be under in the captain. Only 37% in the captain. I thought that was a little bit too low. So, um, yeah. Chris Conley is now the Tony Snell of the NFL. So he's going to play the entire game and do absolutely nothing. Anthony Miller, though, was, was pretty solid. He got a touchdown. Um, but, yeah, McCaffrey being in the captain spot just killed me. If McCaffrey uh, stays healthy, I'm probably cashing because I was, you know, above 50 percentile with this lineup, even with him in the uh, in the captain spot. But, um, yeah, let's take a look at the winning lineup. Again, this is in the luxury box. And ownership always condenses on the good plays in the higher stakes. So this is, again, a $2,000 entry for the show on the site. Anthony Miller in the Millie Maker, I think he's about 30 percent. In this, uh, he was about 50 percent. And if you go down, uh, obviously, you can take a look at Chris Conley, who was about 60% owned. So even though Conley was a bust, he was about double the ownership in this one. As again, he should have been, right? He's a guy playing the entire game, basically one K-wide receiver. Like, really? Zero catches? But yeah, the winning lineup. So they fade to McCaffrey, obviously Cooks in the captain with Darnold Moore, Mills, Gonzalez, and Anthony Miller. Now. Uh, I do want to show you guys one thing. Winter, man, this was a sweat. So, this was a screenshot from the third quarter, but he was actually solo shipping the Millie until about three minutes left in the fourth quarter. If Sam Darnold does not run, sneak that in, and Royce Freeman actually scored the play before, I think he would have been a millionaire. So, oh, man, that was a fun sweat. I knew, like, my lineup was dead. I was guys McCaffrey, but... It was, he was so close to solo shipping it. So I do want to give uh, give Winter a big shout out. Even though he didn't win, uh, he still had a great day. And uh, yeah, what a swat that was. All right, so let's get into it now. Uh, before, or let's take a look at the Vegas ads that I should say. So Packers and 49ers came the 50 over under, definitely on the higher side. 49ers are three point favorites. All right, we'll start off with the road team in Green Bay. So what I first want to do is take a look at the snap counts here for the Packers in their last game. At the running back position, so Aaron Jones played about 70% of the snaps. A.J. Dillon about 30%. That's kind of what we expected, about a 70-30 split. Now Jones was super productive with his touchdowns. He scored four touchdowns. Don't think we could expect that again. At wide receiver, Devontae uh, played about the or most of the game. Uh, Lazard and MVS were both ghost out there playing uh, two-thirds of the game, 65 and 66% respectively. And both had zero catches. Kind of crazy. Cobb only put 18% of the snaps. So he did have a few catches. productive when he's out there. And Green Bay did say they wanted to get him more involved. So we'll we'll get to that. At tight end kind of yeah, Tunyon is definitely their pass-catching tight end. Played only 43% of the snaps. Daphne 45% and Mercedes Lewis 55%. We'll get to San Francisco snaps um, when we go over to, to the 49ers. So starting on the Green Bay side, the top three guys look pretty solid, right? The the offense is a condensed, meaning you know where the production's come from. When they're throwing the ball, a lot of the times it's going to Devontae Adams. Running the ball, it's it's Aaron Jones, the workhorse, and obviously Aaron Rodgers. So, like, again, this target share is pretty condensed for, for Green Bay as far as production goes. Um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers at eleven eight, 8 I think is, is pretty safe. Um, 49ers, mediocre matchup. Don't think it's the best. Don't think it's the worst. But um, I think he's definitely one of the safer plays on the slate. So we have Devontae 11 four, Aaron Jones at 11-2. I mean... I think Devontae has a lot more upside. Uh, we got to like kind of throw that last game out the window, right? Touchdown variance is not something I'm trying to predict. Four touchdowns. Take away those four touchdowns from Aaron Jones. I believe he has 17 fancy points and Devontae outscores him by six. So um, yeah, always got to factor that, right? Touchdown variance is, is real. And uh, are we going to expect Aaron Jones for four touchdowns again? No, most likely not. So for me, I think a small end to Devontae over Aaron Jones. But um, yeah, I think both guys are pretty solid plays. Again, Devontae, one of the top wide receivers in the league, going to be targeted a ton, obviously a red zone target. And then Aaron Jones should play about uh, two-thirds of the game, maybe a little bit more. He's going to be productive when he's out there. He's definitely involved in the passing game, six catches on six targets. So really, the top three guys for Green Bay, they all look pretty solid. Robert Tunyon caught a touchdown. Again, kind of just indifferent about him. Maybe he's a little bit overpriced in this one, but he is a red zone target. Um, four and three targets first couple of games is not amazing. So a little bit indifferent, maybe, uh, or I guess my take would be I think he's a little bit overpriced. Not completely out of play. As far as the wide receivers go, so MBS, Lazard, those two, both had zero catches. Now, MBS was actually targeted. He was targeted in four deep balls, I believe. None of them connected. Lazard, on the other hand, was not targeted at all. Now, he is a good blocking wide receiver. Um... So maybe that's why he's getting a lot of uh, snaps right now because he's really not doing a ton with, uh, uh, you know, the passing role, uh, receiving role, I should say. Um, but yeah, MBS is probably the guy that is more upside than Lazard. Obviously, he's a deep threat. Even though I didn't catch a ball last game. So I think he's a viable tournament play. Lazard, a little bit more worried about his role um, since he wasn't targeted at all. I think he'll be more of a contrarian play. I think the way you get to Lazard, or the reason you get to Lazard on the Sean site is ownership, right? I don't think he's gonna be super popular after the zero uh, target game. And finally, Randall Cobb. So, didn't play a ton, right? But did have three catches and three targets. And Green Bay did say they want to give him more involved. He's, he's a possession receiver, a guy in the slot, not going to run the deep targets, but a guy that will run those short routes. So, um, all three of the secondary receivers of Green Bay are in play. Is there one I like more than the other? Not really. I think they're all kind of just secondary options, uh, fine filler pieces, right? I'm not going to prioritize these guys. Again, kicker, um, kicker's relatively safe uh, position on the show on the slates. Mason Crosby, definitely a safer option in a higher total game. As far as the Packers, do you go at 3-6? Don't love it. Um, I don't think they're a great defense and 3-6 uh, feels a little bit too pricey for them. Now, A.J. Dillon, I do think he's a viable value play. Again, he'll probably get around 30% of the snaps. Had five carries and one catch and one target last game. I think he's fine value. You're not, you're not gonna expect a ton from him, but he is gonna be involved uh, Mercedes Lewis at $400, more of a blocking tight end, but does have one catch through two games. And yeah, that's really it. Again, Daphne is uh, on the IR, so maybe more work for Tunyon and um, a guy like uh, Mercedes Lewis. Right, yeah, because Daphne played 45% of snaps last game. I don't think he has a catch, or didn't have a catch. No, he didn't, so. Um, all right, let's move on to San Francisco. Let's first go over these snap counts here. All right, so running back, well, this is going to be the tricky part of the slate, right? Elijah Mitchell uh, and Jamichael Hasty both not expected to play here. Cannon, more of a special teams guy. And Sermon is the one kind of healthy back that it is coming into this week. They do have a couple other guys. We'll talk about Patrick and Kerryon Johnson just elevated from um, the practice squad. At wide receiver, so uh, Brandon Ayuk did play a little bit more than last game, uh, about 54% of the snaps. I think Debo Samuel right now has kind of solidified his, himself as the number one wide receiver. Shurfield uh did play a little bit, 34%, 29%. And then Jawan Jennings, a rookie, played 9% of the snaps, but so he did have a touchdown last week. And then at tight end, George Kittle, 100% of the snaps. No surprise there, Ross Dwelly playing about a third of the game. Okay, so let start on the San Francisco side. Uh, last game we will mention, Trey Lance did not see the field. Um, the previous game, he did play a little bit. So, um, yeah, with Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, you know, I think he's still a safer option. He did have 11 rush attempts last week. That was a little bit weird. He's not really a rushing quarterback, uh, but did run one in. Uh, you know, the one worry here is even though Trey Lance didn't play last game, there's always a chance Lance comes in in the red zone uh, or, you know, when they close to scoring and maybe takes away an opportunity here from Jimmy Garoppolo. But quarterbacks, as always, as you guys know, are, are safe targets on the show site. And I mentioned Debo Samuel. I think he's kind of solidified himself as the number one wide receiver. 12 and 8 targets right now averaging 10 targets a game. Um, playing a majority of the game too. I think he is definitely a viable spend-up. And then George Kittle I think is too cheap at 8.2K. I know he hasn't had a big game yet. 5 and 4 targets. But um, you got to expect a breakout game coming soon. right? George Kittle is definitely one of the, the top tight ends in this league. And you're getting him at a nice discount here. 8.2K. So do like the price of decent amount there on Mitch, on uh, George Kittle. i got to mention Elijah Mitchell. Doubtful. Hayes and the IR so we'll get to the 49ers running backs but definitely some value there Ayuke, god i just i really hate kyle shanahan there's a few coaches i just really really hate shanahan mcveigh those are two guys you just could not trust at all um he had one catching two targets last week but did play about half the game definitely in play we know Ayuk's a talented wide receiver um but i think more of a GPP target because shanahan is his coach uh, robbie gold at 4-4 again, safe option right kickers Safe targets in the show on the slate, no issue there. 49ers defense, I'm not super sad about either defense going up against the Packers offense a 50 over under. I guess if, if you made me pick like which defense I would or which defense I would choose, I would rather go to the 49ers, but don't love either on this one. Uh, now Trey Sermon I think is is going to be one of the better value plays on the board. Right now he is there listed at the top of the depth chart because everyone else around him got injured um, and he is good to go for this one. He's only 3k. So Yes, Shanahan is a troll. You never know. They do have two other backs we'll talk about. But I think Trey Sermon is the best bet to kind of be the lead dog at running back. So at only 3K, I think he makes for a really good value play. Now, they do have Trent Cannon on the roster. He's been on, what, like 10 teams now in the last three weeks, it seems like. Uh, But he's more of a special teamer, so... Not a ton of interest there in Trenton Cannon. Uh, Jacques Patrick, if you guys follow my XFL content, XFL legend here at 2K. Uh, he's expected to be in the mix at running back. I think he's viable tournament play. And then uh, on Johnson is at $200 and he was elevated from the practice squad. Who knows how much work he's get, he gets. I will mention San Francisco historically likes running a committee at backfield. So if you wanted to roll the dice and guys at like on Johnson or Jacques Patrick, I think that, that is definitely uh, viable for GPPs. And then we got to go over a couple cheap receivers here against Sanu at 1.4. Sure, in play. Not going to play a ton. Played about a quarter of the game last week. Shurfield uh, played a little bit more. I at six targets right now through two weeks. And if you go back and look, he's played 34% of the snaps. So um, I think he is, again, viable punt play. But you're not going to feel amazing about it because you're not going to see a ton of snaps. And then rookie Jawan Jennings uh, was uh, had a nice week but only played 9% of the snaps. So... Again, the San Francisco punt receivers are all uh, definitely on the riskier side. Uh, Kyle Usechuk is only eight hundred dollars now. Like he actually is a decent receiving fullback. Um, he has one catch on one target in Week One, two catches and three targets Week Two, and did have a carry as well. I actually think he's viable. I do. Um, again, Usechuk is is a guy that they will look to at times. Uh, you know, play action, dump it off to the fullback. He can get you know a short yard run as well. So little bit of interest actually in, in in use check which is really weird to say about a fullback and then yeah i mentioned carry or carry on johnson that's probably it though for me for san francisco so i think that's going to do it for the video as well guys if you haven't joined the content so far i would really appreciate if you hit that like button subscribe to the channel if you haven't already and hit the notification bell so you don't to upload videos and you don't know about i'm gonna be i'll be live twice tomorrow so make sure to, uh, to follow or to subscribe to my YouTube channel and hit that notification bell. Thanks again, guys. Have a great day and I'll see you all tomorrow in the live streams.